G'day, 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 punters, and welcome to the punting monologue, where two people speak. It doesn't make sense, but nothing in this crazy, crazy world does. Thanks to the guys at mintsports.com.au and mintbet.com.au. You reckon they know each other? I reckon they'd get along swimmingly. We're back in God's country. We're in Eagle Farm, Queensland, this Saturday. And joining me is the man in the know, Mr. Benny J. Clifton. How are you, Ben? <laughs> good to be here, Sonny. Um, good little meeting at Eagle Farm. There's some good Great. summer racing in Brisbane the next few weeks, uh, leading up to the Magic Millions. So I think there's some really good bets on the card. Am I right in thinking that with things like the Magic Millions coming up, the next week or two is a lot of watching out for form, but I'm tipping that a lot of these trainers are keeping their powder dry for the big, big dance as well? Yeah, for sure. They're just trying to time their their horse so the peaks on Magic Moons Day. That that's where all the money is. So yep. they want to get it to the race in peak condition. And horses can't just keep peaking every run. They can't just keep running to the absolute best. So there's only a few of us who can do it, mate. You got to time your run into a race like that so that you know you can run your peak rating on a day like the Magic Millions. And not all trainers get it right. And it's up to us as form analysts to identify when horses are going to be able to produce their peak rating. Well, it's up to you as a form analyst. It is nothing to do with me. It's a bit like us. I think we're going to time our run so that we're pod peaking come about next spring carnival. So just hold on. We're better for the run. What's the track going to look like, mate? Is the weather perfect as always? The weather, there's a little bit of rain around on Saturday, but I think the track will be will be fine. It's a good draining track. We're on a good four at the moment. Rail out three metres or was one metres uh, last meeting they had at Eagle Farm. It is a track that races pretty fair. Probably races a little bit like Flemington in that, you know, it is a little bit harder to lead than it is at other tracks, but I think all the races will be tempo dependent. So if we can go into this meeting thinking, you know, we're on a fair track. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. Well, let's get stuck straight into it. We've got race one, which is over 1,200 of the best metres. The top weight, Coco Rocks, is your favourite at 270. Then we got Chatty Lady at 460. I'm going to go with Tillianem. I have no chance, do I? Yeah, that'll do. There's only a handful of runners in this thing. I could go through the whole bloody field. The Tillianem's at 550. You've got Love Sensation at 650. Seduction Queen at 850. God, there's some flirty femmes in this. We got Seduction Queen, Love Sensation, Chatty Lady. Next comes, oh, Renoff, the Black Pearl, Queensland Centre Superstar, whose offload when getting pole driven in 94 ignited the miracle try. Unbridled joy on the sideline, and why not? That's not a try, that's a miracle! Oh, mate, you are you are talking to someone who's not into rugby at all, if that's what you're talking about. Well, it's rugby league, my rugby friend, league. that's a different code, and it's about time you felt. How I feel listening to you talk, analyst. <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's a gobbledygook off. So what do we like in the first, mate? Yeah, so this is a real map-related race. There's no tempo in this race. I think Coco mm. Rocks is going to get a really soft lead. Drops in grade from the listed race at Gold Coast last start, uh, where it ran really well. Ran second to I Am Me at Rose Hill. The start before that, that form line's really good. I just think Kyle Wilson-Tail, uh, with his one-and-a-half kilo claim, will send this horse to the front. and It'll take an awful amount of running down. Coco Rocks is my tip. I'm just against Chatty Lane. I think it's first up. It's going to be out the back on a slow tempo. Better suited over more ground. I'm against it. Tilly I am or whatever, whatever, however you pronounced it. Oh, yeah, it's right. However I pronounce it, it's got to be right. <laughs> it's probably the improver in the race. Mm. Drawn well. Good jockey change. I think it's probably the improver. But um, I'm with Coco Rocks here. I think it'll be uh, the one to beat. Soft lead out in front. Really high percentage play in terms of betting. So Coco Rocks for me. And no love for my boy Steve Renoff. 
in the centres for Queensland back in the day. Devastating. Another horse is going to be out the back on a slow tempo. You just don't want to be there. So, And I think it does race best at Sunny Coast. Yeah, I'm not giving Ren off much of a hope in this race. Fair enough, but he might help others because everyone knows if you run off Ren Oof often enough, you get Ren off. So... Coco rocks to get run off off the back of Renouf, and we go into race two. Real Dr. Zeusy stuff happening here. Over 1,200 yet again. Let's have a quick look at the market, shall we? Our current favourite, it's pretty tight. we got Spellcatcher and Star Gamble floating around the 330, 350. Luskin Hero out at 750. Proceeds, hmm, probably mispronounced that, at 950. And then it's double figures the rest, including the toppy, Primal Scream, which is one of the great band names of all time, Primal Scream. Was it Psychedelica, their first album, or what was their big album? Psychedelica, what an album. Just get in the hammock and put the headphones in. So good. Good album. You talked about the market. It is probably centred around two horses, Spellcatcher and Star Gamble. Star Gamble, I can understand why people want to back it. It came out of a decent race behind Aaron T. Aaron T is a nice horse who has raced in better class than that. I just thought it had every chance on that occasion. The race probably didn't rate as well as what it visually looked like. It looked like a strong race on paper. The tempo should suit here. There should be a fair bit of tempo in the race with Lara Amigo going forward. We've got uh, Hamlet Von Schnitzel. We've got Tanky going forward. Fair old name, isn't it? Speaking of names, <laughs> Hamlet von Schnitzel. That sounds like an associate of Professor Van Nostrum. <laughs> what a name, Hamlet von Schnitzel. All right, Primal Scream, you're relegated. You're in the, the wet, wet, wet camp of band names. Sorry, continue. And you must be Professor Van Nostrand. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I've read your book, Professor. Tell me, is it your contention that Shakespeare was an imposter? My contention? Yes, your contention. Uh, well, yes, that's my contention. Yeah, great name. So I think the tempo will suit Star Gamble, but there's another horse in the race who I'm suit more is Spellcatcher. It was a very negative ride first up at Kembley Grange. It drew, drew a wide gate, so over a 1,000. They just dropped it out the back little bit of a barrier trial for it get it ready for this hopefully this race gets ryan maloney is the best jockey in queensland at the moment tempo as i mentioned on up in front got a good turn of foot when it's allowed to settle in behind the speed uh, i think spell is a really good bet i think this race sets up perfectly for it and there has been a, a little bit of early market support it's been 440 into 330 at some places so good market Ooh, okay. support gives me more confidence and um i think spell is a really good bet on saturday are we better off getting in early then before the price shrinks or what are your thoughts yeah yeah i do think that is the horse that the market will settle on uh, as opposed to star gamble just coming out of spell coming out of a good ranking race star gamble coming out of a weaker race so uh, i think the market will will settle on spellcatcher okay good to know good to know i'm just so fixated on hamlet von schnitzel (laughs) the old bard sitting down for a crumb chicken i like it we go over to race three the class three plate over 1600 pretty devastated i've just noticed that sailor is scratched because we could have had renoff and sailor Two queensland legends of the state of origin field on the same card even i know who sailor is how's that big wendell sailor big dell Always presenting. Mate, Jewel International. Stop it. Anyway, he's not there. Isn't he a reality TV star now? Mate, he can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. He had a little bit of mischief with the police after getting some white line fever that you shouldn't get off the field, but that's not to be worried about. So we go over to race three. Number two, Alberk is 280. Then we've got Akihiro. Not too sure I pronounced that correctly. At 420, we've got Tarex at sevens. Holston, Holstein at eight. Roller Coaster is a bit up and down in the market. But um, boom, ching at 950, and it's double figures the rest. Any of those take your fancy? 
I'm not going to have a bet in this race. I did sort of pour over this race a fair bit and think, you know, I was looking at Al Burke, the favourite, as, as a possible bet. I thought it was really good last start when it was completely off the map in the bet. He was 440 into $3.30. I mean, the horse is low flying at the moment since going to Brian Smith, uh, since changing stables. So it does drop in grade. But it goes to the mile for the first time, which I think is probably the query. I think it will be suited by the soft tempo up in front, but I just think there's enough query over the distance that um, I'm not willing to get involved. Yeah, there's no doubt it's going well. If, if I had to pick a horse, as I've said on a couple of other races, it would be the one, but I just think there's enough queries to not be taking the $2.80 it is at the moment. I'm a little bit worried that the toppy Akihiro will get a soft lead out in front and mm. take some running down. That race at... Gold Coast didn't rate very well, but just the way the map unfolds here, it's going to get a really nice lead and, and be given every chance. And probably the other horse worth mentioning is Tarex. Got a really strong SP profile. It's been you know really short in the market most runs. Hasn't probably lived up to the promise it showed last campaign, but I think if it was going to show a return to form, this is the race. So just with a, enough query on the favourite, I was willing to sit out of this one. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the market does with Albert because there's some chance that it, it could settle on that horse. Yeah, okay, no dramas. Well, it's a good time to go and watch a bit of cricket. South Africa versus Australia at the Gabba just over the road. But if you're trackside, just watch a bit of that on telly. Keep an eye on the run and they'll be better for it come the next few weeks. Race four, no Metro win. That's a bit rubbing it in, isn't it? Jeez. It just gives these lesser horses a chance to win a race in town. So, uh... oh, It's a bloody chook raffle. Good on them, hey? Participation award. Well done, guys. Hey, you know what I've just noticed, though, Benny? Go on. He's back. Sailor. Scratched from the yes, last, yes, and he's in here. Yes, he is. Oh, this stinks of Oman. This stinks <laughs> of Oman. Hill Beauty. Wendell's back. Oh, try keeping him down. I tell you what. All right. So, in terms of market favoritism, he's a little bit down the order, but I like that. So, we got Fashion Legend. My ears are burning at 390. Aqua Alta at 480. The Drover at 6. Mix at 8. Everyone's favorite Jewel International, Wendell Sailor at 950. And then the rest. Wow, geez, there's a few of them, but they're all pretty juicy odds. I just want to go through the two favourites. Fashion Legend, I thought, had mm-hmm. every chance at Gosford last start. It rated all right that race, but I just can't see it getting as cosy a run from Barrier 12. Obviously, that Sydney form is generally better than the Queensland form, but just with the query over the map, I was willing to look around. Fashion Legend, Aqua Alta, that race at Doombin, it ran second in uh, first up, didn't rate all that well. I thought it had every chance. They didn't come home in any good sectionals. And just the wins it's had have been in pretty lowly company at Dolby, Gatton and Ipswich. Uh, it was short on those occasions. Did win well, but it didn't really beat much. So I was against Aqua Alta as well. The horse I've set it on is the Drover. It was $10 last start behind a horse called Argyle Lane, who won in good style last week at Eagle Farm. It, it stuffed up the start. It's a horse that likes to race on speed. It flopped out of the gates at the back. Ran home really well. On the back up here, which is a positive, there didn't seem to be too much speed on paper. So I think if the Drover can jump out of the gates from Barrier 11, I'll expect it to cross and take some running down on the back up. So I think the Drover's a really good bet. Back at each way at those odds of $6. So the Drover, I'm backing just on the back up and with the queries on the, the two horses shorter in the market. Fair enough too. And there's nothing like flopping a few out the back gate because, uh, hey, who hasn't been there? Let's dive over to race five. We've got the Grand Prix Stakes. Who, who names this shit? What's going on? The Ascot Green Grand Prix Stakes. They're not even trying. We've got a very short price favourite. Do, do you have an answer to that? Do, who, who is naming this? No, no, no. I was going to try I was gonna try and make up an answer, but oh, I couldn't even do that. But 
Leave the bullshit to me. You give us the hard, cold facts, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've got a hard, cold favourite here at very short odds, the top weight, Kovalika or Kovalika. I'm probably even pronouncing that one incorrectly both times around. Roughly at about a buck sixty, buck seventy, depending on where you're looking. Number eight, Noah and a deal or known a deal. I don't know what's going on there. Number three, tradition. We're all at five, six bucks, then it's double figures the rest. Is this top weight this short a favourite for a good reason? Yeah, it probably is. I'm not actually betting in this race. It's probably a horse that would have interested me if it was in, in the black figures, two dollars on them or more. But I just thought last start it probably didn't beat a hell of a lot. Started a dollar forty-five on that occasion, so probably entitled to start a dollar sixty-five or shorter in this. And it just sort of had a really nice run, soft win, considering it's still at level weights, meeting a lot of the same horses again. It's the logical favourite. Probably the banner in the works for Kovalika is Tradition, who's coming up from New South Wales, won at Canterbury last start, won at Newcastle the start before. Just seems to have hit, found some form. They took the blinkers off it. It's got back on a dry track. They dropped it in class just to get a win, and it's got a little bit of confidence out of that. So tradition's the horse with a little bit of improvement, and it's probably just a little bit of a spanner in the works for Kovalika, who probably thought it had a they probably thought it had a mortgage on this race. So just with the way the market's shaped, I think the weakness in the field is nowhere in a deal. Five dollars, I think that's too short. I don't think it can match Kovalika in terms of ability. So Kovalika obviously is the top tip in this race, and tradition is the logical danger. But as far as trying to have a bet and trying to find it. Edge, uh, there's no edge for mine. Fair enough. It's a pretty short field. Would I be foolish to try and Quinella tradition with the favourite? Yeah, yeah. That'd be foolish. I would be. Yes, that'd be foolish. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I only bet either the win or sometimes each way. Those exotics, they're too hard. You're hard enough picking a winner, let alone picking two horses to run in the top two or anything like that. Pros, I only bet win. And I'm willing to follow what they do. So yeah, stick with that, I think. I'll stick with being foolish just so I can walk around with a losing ticket going, look, I had first, second and fourth. Yeah, guess what, mate? You could be holding toilet paper. It's not a winner. All right, let's move on. Race six, mate. We got over 1,815 metres. Seems a little churlish to whack that extra 15 metres on, but not to worry. We've got the top weight at favourite at Bartholomew Dias or Dias. I don't know where you're coming from there at 380. Street Dancer at 550. And then very even field here. We've got Pancho, who sounds like some sort of nuggety Mexican wrestler, coming in at seven bucks. Greek Hero, you don't want to wrestle him at eight. Gave us up at eight as well. Big Roy Boy, I like the sound of that at 850. Couldn't refuse at nine. Jeez, it's an even field. Tears of Love. I had a few of those on the amphitheatre at Meredith at 11s. I just want to bring up Big Boy Roy. Oh, good, good. I like the name. This was the horse I was touching on about trainers' time in their run into the Magic Millions. Oh, yeah. This is a horse who peaks at its third run in the campaign. It's having its first run here after a little break. I really think Chris Waller's time in this to peak on Magic Millions Day. Oh. So it'll have a run here. It'll have another run in a couple of weeks. I reckon in three weeks' time they'll push the button and it'll be ready to go. So... Uh, big boy Roy, I don't think it's there to win on Saturday. The horse I do think who's there to win is uh, Bartholomew Diaz. Backing up from the Ingham, the $2 million race at Randwick last start, it probably wasn't ever in the race. Got too far back and probably a little bit outclassed. Drops a long way in class. He had two runs at this track and distance and won them both. It was double-figure prices on that occasion, but absolutely bolted in. You'd been asked to take $3.80, but I think that's a pretty pretty nice price about this horse okay. who's on the back up. Should get enough tempo out in front for it to come over the top. And I just think its form at the track is just so much stronger than any of the others in the race that I think it's really well placed here and looks like a set play to me. So I'm with Bartholomew Diaz. Horses for courses, really strong form at this 1,800 metres. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've am settled on him. 
Yeah, it sounds like you're pretty confident there too. I like the sound of that. I also just think, you know, the form line that Street Dance is coming out of uh, where it won last start is weak. I think Pancho, that, that London banker form line isn't strong. I just think there's the weakness of the form of, of a few of their rivals just strengthens the case of Bartholomew Diaz. All right, good to know. So race seven, the next one we've got coming up at just before five o'clock, we've got Holyfield chewing the ear off at favoritism at three bucks. We got you called it at three forty. Emerald Kingdom at six fifty. Rainbow Connection at seven, and Vinco or Vinso at nine bucks. And then it's double figures the rest. Yeah, and I think the most important thing about this race is is the speed map as it is for most race most races. I think Emerald Kingdom will go forward. Master Jamie might try to hold it out. I think you called it will go forward as well. Obviously from that inside gate. But I think the horse who's going to get the best run. He's Holyfield from Barrier 5. I expect it just to settle in behind him, have every chance. That's And that is why I'm tipping it. I think last start at Gold Coast when it couldn't quite get past Emerald Kingdom, it was just one run short. It was second up there, went to 1,350. I think third after 1,400 metres. This should be his peak run of the campaign. Was off the map in the betting, $2.25 into $1.95 last start. So it was expected to beat Emerald Kingdom in that race. But I just think they've timed it right for this race. It's go time for Holyfield. I think it's a good bet at $3.00. I think you called it as the weakness in the field. Got the job done at Doombin last start in a class six, but this is much stronger. Obviously drops in weight, but I don't have a lot of time for Michael Cahill as a jockey. No offence to the jockey. No no offence. By the way, mate, you can't just offend someone and say no offence. It's not your choice. If they're offended, you can't say no offence. I'm not racist, but you can't say that. I just couldn't possibly back him. I've got no time for the bloke. No offence. $3.50. It's been solid in the market, but I think as we get closer to the race, the market will really trend towards Polyfield rather than a horse like you called it. I think Rainbow Connection down the bottom is a weakness in the market at $7 at the moment. Expect it to drift. Emerald Kingdom, who obviously won the logical lead-up to this race last start, currently about $6.50, is probably about the right price. I couldn't see them backing that horse into any shorter quote than that. So on with Holyfield, I think it's a good bet. I think it's Annabelle Nisham has timed the preparation of Holyfield to perfection for this race at Eagle Farm. Yeah, terrific stuff. And for what it's worth, I'm going to go on Rainbow Connection because uh, I'm going to bring my daughter into it again. She, uh, she freaked out a bit this morning. She saw a rainbow and thought it was coming out of the house in the foreground. And I was like, hey, might have to put the blinkers on you, genius. Where was the pot of gold? <laughs> I certainly wasn't at Dad's house. Yeah, I'm hoping it skips a generation and I can ride her coattails, mate. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't a moment of pride for me. I was like, hey, buddy, that's, that's not coming out of their house. That's a smacky coming out of their house. Anyway... Let's dive into race eight over 1,200, the gold edition plate. Who's riding this shit? We've got a favourite here, very clear favourite, number four. Just before we move on, Sonny, just be, gold, gold edition is one of the greatest horses that has <laughs> raced Queensland horses the last 20 years. You think so. I don't know that? No, the re- yeah. you, you can name all the rugby league players, but you can't name the good horses. Yeah, where's the bloody Wally Lewis plate when you need it? Oh, I thought they were just going for like, uh, which edition of the plate should we go? Uh, bump it up. We'll make it gold. Fair enough. I thought they might have been running the pewter plate over at the Greyhounds. Okay, well, just so everyone knows, the illustrious, beautifully named gold edition plate, <coughs> cheers, has a favourite of golden boo. At about double your money, number four. And then we got Steady Ready at fives. Spiritualized, another good band at six. End Assembly at sevens. Johnny Rocker rounding out at about double figure elevens. And Exo Lady and the rest. Yeah, there's some 
promising horses in this race. Mm. And yeah, it's a, it was a tricky race to analyse, but you have a look at the speed in the race. You got Steady Ready, you got End Assembly wanting to push forward, you got XO Lady wanting to be up there, Golden Boom. It's going to be a really testing 1200 metres. So these horses need the platform to be able to you know, run a peak rating at 1200 metres. If you have a look at the favourite Golden Boom, had two really soft wins at a thousand meters against Inferior Company. Had a really soft run in front. Goes to twelve hundred meters on a really hot tempo. I think that could bring about its undoing. So I'm against the favourite Golden Boom. I don't think it has the platform for twelve hundred meters yet. Right. Steady Ready is another one who hasn't been beyond a thousand fifty in its career. Was first up over nine hundred. Obviously won impressively, but goes straight to twelve hundred meters on a hot tempo. Don't want to be with it. End Assembly mm. has been beating up the Walkers at Toowoomba. Too far up in class for mine. But the horse with the best platform to win over twelve hundred meters here for mine is Spiritualized. Okay. It was first up at Doom, but it was pressured in front. They went hard. It just got tired late. But the fact it's had that 1,200-meter run, fitter for that run, Jimmy Orman sticks with it. I think they might just camp in behind this hot tempo that these other promising horses will set, and it'll come over the top. I really like Spiritualize. I think it's $6. It's a really good bet, and I can't see how it drifts in betting from that $6 quote. So I'd be locking in that price at $6. I think for all the reasons I mentioned, it is a really nice horse and a really nice bet. Oh, that's terrific analysis, as always. I was leaning towards Steady Ready just because it reminded me of Steady Eddie, but that's all right. Do you remember Steady Eddie? Yeah, he was probably a bit before my time, even though my time's similar to you. <laughs> he might have been. I'm showing my age, yeah. Yeah, you just had a decent youth. I remember Steady Eddie, uh, one of his running gags, that he's, he was married to a lady by the name of Stable Mabel, which I thought was quite amusing. <laughs> it was probably the peak of his comedic hey-hey at Saturday career, but these things happen to the best of us. We're probably due for another hey-hey-hey Saturday reunion. Yeah, up. yeah, dust off the, uh, the blackface, guys. That was a good move last time around. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> just... Honestly, one of the all-time bonehead plays. But we're digressing. Plug it up, plug it up. Got to get Plug it up, that's it right now. Race nine, are we beating the traffic and going over to watch the last of the cricket? Yeah, yeah, we're not betting here. There was okay. a horse mass destruction who I thought was, mm. you know, he's clearly the best horse in the race. And if the race was at 1,100 or 1,200 metres, I would have been keen on it. But I just think 1,000 metres it might get a little bit far back. But I don't think there's any doubt mass destruction is the best horse in this race. And uh, if there is a bit of a market push for it late, I could get involved. But just at the moment, my train of thought is that maybe next start over 1,200 metres could be its go. So with that, if there's a market push, that's obviously words got out about something in particular. Is this a stock market type thing? It's like, all right, everyone's betting on this thing. Surely they're not all idiots. How does that work? Yeah, so, I mean, by the time the race jumps, all the professionals have got involved, all the big syndicates have got involved. So their opinion is within the market. And then you can just it can just sort of back up what you're thinking about the horse. And so by the time the race jumps, you've got all the information at hand. If the, if the professional punters don't want to be with it, if the syndicates don't want to be with it, the price will be drifting and you, you don't want to get involved in that case. Right. So if we see this thing come in, we'll know that no one's taken your word on it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a lot of fluctuations when this podcast drops. There's particular syndicates who really sort of shape the market and, yep. you know, their opinion has to be respected. And if you just ignore it, you're going to lose money over a period of time. So I think you've got to, you've got to show it as much respect as possible as well as having faith in your own analysis. 
Absolutely. So by that rationale, I'm tipping both Renoff and Sailor are going to shrink in the market <laughs> value because of my sheer nous. Should we run through quickly what we're looking at here and then you can tell me what your best of the day will be? Yeah, for sure. Go for it. Awesome. So if I'm remembering correctly, and it feels like a while ago, in the first race we go on the toppy, Coco Rocks. Race two, you seem pretty strong on number eight, Spellcatcher, going against Star Gamble. And maybe best to get in earlier rather than later in terms of the price there. We're shouldering arms in the next, although there was a good start last time round for Elbrook. Race four, you like the Drover each way, a little bit of value there. Race five, the favourite's probably the best, but too short for our liking. And race six, you're also pretty strong on the toppy here, Bartholomew Diaz. Priming run, though, for big boy Roy. So just don't punt on it, but have a look at it for Magic Millions time. Race seven, we got Hollyfield, because you hate jockey Michael Cahill's guts. Race eight, <laughs> we've got... I'm going to start a feud. Race eight, the top weight. Bit of value here for Spiritualized, and better for the latest 1,200-metre run. Race nine, we are beating the traffic. You think the favourite mass destruction is probably the best in the field, but might need a little bit more distance. Keep an eye on the market movements there. Yeah, so the best bet I've identified is race two, number eight, Spellcatcher. Mm-hmm. I just think it was a complete bowl around last start. Like it goes to 1,200 metres now, gets the tempo to suit. Uh, good jockey on board. It ticks all the boxes. I really like Spellcatcher. Great. And the best value, if I had to nominate one, was Spiritualized. I just think it has got the platform to run 1,200 metres compared to a few of its rivals who might be a little bit wanting at the end of the 1,200 metres. So Spiritualized in race eight. Sensational. Well, across both Eagle Farm and Flemington this Saturday, I'm sure we've given you plenty to mull over in the coming days, hours, minutes, depending on when you're listening to this. I like to think someone's listening to each race trackside just before it jumps. That's the sort of dedication they have to the MintBet slash Mint Sports punting monologue. And for those who have listened, thank you very much. And if you haven't heard the Flemington podcast, feel free to click on that one right now. But I think until we meet again... Next week, same bat time, same bat channel. That's us pretty much done, Benny. Good luck, punters. Good luck to all. Enjoy yourself responsibly. Have fun. And we will speak to you next week. Go Hamlet von Schnitzel. And you must be Professor von Nostrand. Fair name. (laughs) Hamlet von Schnitzel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I knew when I said it, I go, you'll get a hold of this. <laughs> you can't you can't let that slide, can you? Holy shit.